Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. So, you know, a money story, I first learned it from a dear friend of mine who's a, a phenomenal psychiatrist, Dr. David Kruger, who's on our faculty at Neurogym. And he um, worked a lot with people and their money stories. And I said, well, what do you mean their money story? And it's probably the, the longest relationship that any of us has ever had. And your money story is everything that is involved in your life that requires some kind of a financial you know, decision or impact. So how much you earn and how much you think you are worth and how much you pay for airfares and how much you tip and how much you'll spend for hotel rooms and how much you'll give to charity and how much you think you're worth per hour and everything around money constitutes your money story. It's what you tell yourself, it's what you feel, what you believe is true for you or for other people constitutes a story that you've been telling yourself or has been told to you from the time you were born. I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. John, welcome to the Unmistakable Creative. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Oh, thank you for having me. Great to be on. Yeah. So, you know, we're having you back here uh, for a second time, uh, this time specifically to uh, focus on the area of money stories, which is something that, you know, I've spent a lot of time talking to a lot of people about. Before we get there, though, um, I want to start by asking you, what did your parents do for a living? And how did that end up impacting the choices that you've ended up making with your life and your career? Uh, great start. My father uh, drove a taxi that somebody else owned that he rented. And my mother worked at a local department store as a seamstress. Mm -hmm. and, um, what I what I remember about my childhood, unfortunately, my father was uh, a gambler. Also, he gambled on horses and card card games, and so he would go out and make you know twenty five dollars, thirty dollars in a day driving his cab around, and then he'd go to the racetrack and piss it away most of the time. And so my parents had uh, a consistent and constant struggle around the lack of money and his gambling addictions. And that was pretty painful uh, for me, but uh, for me and my brothers and sisters. Uh, but what I do recall as well 
at a very young age, um, I, I worked from the time I was about eight or nine years old, whether it was delivering papers, working at the local pharmacy, cleaning the counters, uh, working at a dry cleaning store, working at a grocery store, working at the community center. Uh, I always had some kind of a job. And in retrospect, you know, 45 years later, um, I think it was my way of protecting myself. And I would always make a little bit of money and give it to my mother and I'd always have a little bit of money in my pocket, and that made me feel safer. Mm-hmm. So, having gotten to the point where you have in your career where you've accumulated wealth, what has uh, what has the impact of been on your relationship with your parents now? Having had a father who you know spent a lot of money and pissed it away, like how how has it changed the dynamic between you guys? Well, by the time I was nineteen, I was I was earning over six figures a year selling real estate and then building my own companies. Um, we have basically, my brother, my sister, and I came to the point that we just knew we would just have to take care of him, that that just was not a skill of his. He, he left his gambling habits many, many, many years ago, thank God. Um, but we knew that he never had the capacity to earn a lot of money. He never earned more than, I think, $35,000 in a year, and that's okay. He um, was, um, uh, you know, a Uh, a child that uh, only went to grade two uh, before he had to go and work, uh, or grade three. My mother was grade two. And um, he just had menial jobs his whole life. He didn't have much of an education, didn't have much skill. And so he was, you know, uh, uh, somebody that didn't know how to grow his own uh, self-worth and income himself. Mm -hmm. And so we just, you know, made a pact between my brother and sister um, that we're just going to take care of our mother and father. As they get older, they did the best that they can, uh, the best that they could. And that's really what we've done. And we've been really good with that. Mm. How did you go about undoing um, the programming that comes from something <laughs> like being around, you know, that kind of, of sort of poverty, uh, you know, and scarcity mindset? Like, what did you start to change earlier in your life? Well, the first thing that, I mean, happened to me, I got into a lot of trouble as a kid. And I uh, got into a lot of trouble with the law, got a lot of trouble in school. I didn't think I was smart enough. Um, I did a lot of stupid things as a kid that could have put me in jail or sent me to the morgue very, very quickly before I was you know, 18 years old. And what I realized through some wonderful mentorships that I had uh, was that I had low self-esteem. I didn't think I was good enough or smart enough. I didn't think that I would ever be able to achieve success because uh, I didn't do well in school. And I associated not doing well with school with being intelligent. And what I realized in when I was 19 and my first mentor said to me that I needed to rework my self-image, what I thought about myself, um, I started to go to work on that, you know, and I started to do affirmations and visualization and and writing down my goals and writing down how I was going to achieve it and looking at it every single day and emotionalizing and pretending and acting as if it was real. And because I was pretty athletic when I was a a younger man, uh, I knew the value of repetition because I played basketball and we had to do free throws and layups over and over and over and over again. Well, when I started to do visualization and affirmations and, and emotionalization um, inner sizes, I call them today, but uh, techniques back then, I would do them for, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes a day. Um, and within the first year of really recalibrating my self-image and my beliefs in myself, um, I made um, 
30 some odd thousand dollars in my first year of being on commission only. But in my second year, after I, I got comfortable with a new self-image and I upgraded my knowledge and skills, I made $151,000 when I was 20 years old. And so I knew firsthand that I could change my results in my life by changing my inner world first. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I think is interesting is, you know, we, we I don't think that, you know, what you're saying about the inner world is, is you know, new news to anybody that is no. listening. Um, and I think we're all well aware of that. Part of what I'm curious about is there's a there's an emotion that occurs right when we don't have what we want and we're trying to visualize it. So you're constantly thinking, OK, that's what I want. But. I've got this emotion of scarcity or this emotion of lack or this emotion that um, is not a positive one or not what I want when the circumstances are not what I want. So how do you deal with that? How do you resolve that conflict between those two things, if that makes any sense? Yeah, sure. So so uh, I like to think of the brain as having you know different muscles in it. I call them neuro muscles. So let's say one of your conscious neuromuscles is your ability to imagine. Another one is your ability to deduce uh, this or that. You know, uh, do I want to eat this or eat that? Do I want to go here or go there? Do I want to buy this or buy that? So you use your conscious brain for the ability to choose what you want and to imagine and maybe, you know, you even emotionalize it. But there's another part of your brain um, where your beliefs are, and that's part of your implicit or subconscious brain. So let's say I'm visualizing and emotionalizing, you know, these new uh, goals that I have, this new life that I have, this new amount of income that I want to earn. But deep in the subconscious mind, there's a belief that you're not smart enough or not good enough or not worthy. Or that you're afraid of being embarrassed, ashamed, or ridiculed, or judged. Or you're afraid of uh, failing, or succeeding, or being disappointed. So anytime you have these competing patterns in the brain, between the vision, the goals, and the dreams that you have, and the old conditioning that is there from childhood in most cases, you're going to have chaos in the brain. And that is an emotion that most people have never learned how to recognize and then release. Mm -hmm. So we have emotions. I look at emotions like I would the dash of a car or the dash inside a cockpit of an airplane. Emotions are nothing more than signals of what's happening in the brain that you feel in the body as a result of the neurochemistry that's released. And so emotions aren't good or bad, positive or negative. They're pleasant or unpleasant at ver to varying degrees. And our job is to learn the instruments better. So, so for me, when somebody has, you know, these goals and vision and they have these, you know, unpleasant emotions uh, and they don't know how to deal with those unpleasant emotions and move into a state of relaxation and ability to respond versus a state of stress and reactiveness, that's just ignorance. Uh -huh. Right? And I just want to make sure ignorance doesn't mean you're stupid. Ignorance just means you don't know. You don't know your own mind. You don't know your own you don't know your own emotions. Yeah. You don't know how to manage the most powerful tool in the universe, 
Um, and that's, you know, and that's what I love to play with. Mm-hmm. So how do you go from that ability? How do, you, how do you shift from, you know, the instinct to react to the ability to respond? Like what makes that possible? All right. So so let's say um, you're feeling some stress, whether it's stress from too many projects, stress from children, stress from, you know, financials not being great. Let's say you're feeling stress. In a stressed state, we know that the um, fight, flight, or freeze response system in the brain activates. The amygdala activates this emotion, and we're in this fight or flight state. We know under that state, we're releasing certain neurochemicals that are being injected into our bloodstream and causes us to feel a certain way. So let's understand emotions first. Uh, Any emotion that you observe after you feel it, just pay attention to it without any judgment on it, will only last 90 seconds uh, to 120 seconds if you observe it and breathe your way through it. By breathing, let's say six times, we call it take six. It's an inner size we teach all of our clients called take six. So as soon as you feel this this tension, this uneasy feeling, you already know that the neurochemistry has changed in your body. Feeling is what happens after an emotion has been processed in the subconscious mind. So when you feel that and you take six breaths, you actually deactivate the stress response system in the brain, the fight or flight response system in the brain. And if you keep doing a few breaths, you create this relaxed state where you can observe those feelings and those sensations, and then you can choose a response. Is this threat real? Is this overwhelm something that I could manage? And we teach these inner sizes at Neurogym, and the first one's called Take Six, which I just shared, but the second one's called AYA, A-I-A. What does AYA stand for? After you take these six breaths, you become aware, aware of the thoughts that you've been having, aware of the emotions and sensations that you're feeling, aware of the behaviors that is causing some of this stress. So awareness is what gives you choice, and choice is what gives you freedom. But A is that first part, awareness of those thoughts, feelings, emotions, behaviors, sensations. I stands for intention. So what's your intention now? Is your intention to stay stressed? Is your intention to stay in this state? No, my intention is to be relaxed and calm and make some better choices, great. So that's the I. The intention is where you're going to be focusing. And then the next A is called action. What's one thing you could do to move away from this anxiety or stressed state? Uh, I go for a walk on the beach. I could listen to some music. I could caress my arm. I could yawn. I could stretch. I could get a massage. I could take a little nap. I can meditate. So AIA, AYA, is a sequence that recalibrates blood flow in the brain, recalibrates from the stress response system to the relax and respond system in the brain. And when you do that, you're actually activating other parts of the brain that can help you figure out how to get rid of that stressful situation that you may be in. 
So let's talk about um, one other thing. You know, right before we hit record here, you know, I, we asked, you know, we'd said how, how things going. We said, you know, some good, some bad. And of course, you know, I, I think that uh, it's a very delusional idea that we're going to go through life and there's going to be nothing, you know, that disappoints us or, you know, doesn't meet our expectations. So when you have a situation that doesn't meet your expectations, that is, is making you unhappy, that is making you anxious, how do you how do you how do you resolve those situations in your life? And, and how do you deal with the ones that are present at the moment? So first and foremost, I don't uh, judge things as good or bad. I judge them as good or not to my taste. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and pleasant or unpleasant versus positive or negative. So um, when we talked you know, before you hit the record button, yes, how things are. I said something's going great. Other things are challenging. Mm-hmm. Not bad. So there's some things that, you know, we're working on a major uh, project right now. And there's some stuff that has been breaking today. So it's not to my taste. It's it's not working according to the plan that I had in my head and that we had, you know, on the pieces of paper. And so, you know, for me, it's a function of first and foremost, I just call that life. And the key is, how do you take whatever stressful situation you have? How do you take the stuff that's not to your taste that you have some control over? And how do you put all of your attention on how to get it the way you want it? You see, every one of us wakes up in the morning with, um, let's say, let's say just for argument's sake, 10 attention units. Mm-hmm. If I use any of the attention units on all the things that aren't working well versus being aware of what's not working well and focusing all of my attention on how to make it work well, uh, I'm pretty much wasting attention units. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching a movie you may be aware of. Uh, I don't know if you remember the movie Bridges of Spies with Tom Hanks. Mm, I don't, but... Anyway, in the movie, he's a lawyer. He's representing a, um, a war criminal, and the war criminal's uh, being tried, and uh, chances are he's going to get you know 50 lifetimes in prison or the death penalty. And so he meets with his uh, customer the first time, and he says, hey, you know, you're being accused of this. Are you aware of that? He says, yes. He says, you know, the penalty is um, you know, either the death penalty or 50 lifetimes. He goes, yes. Tom Hanks goes, are you worried? And the guy says, will it help? Will it help? Will worrying help? And Tom Hanks looked at him and goes, uh, I guess not. So there are certain states of mind or states of emotions that just don't help you. And if you learn how to understand, be aware of the different states of mind that exist, uh, the different states, whether it's a flow or stress empowering, disempowering, constructive, destructive, um, inspiring, expiring. Here's the only difference between you and me and a horse or a pig. Choice. We have been given this amazing gift called choice. Um, And I like to exercise that gift as often as possible. And in order to exercise that gift as often as possible, I have to be in a state of awareness, self-awareness, environmental awareness, social awareness. And I do that best in a relaxed, calm state um, as much as I can. And that's really just, you know, understanding how the, the, the brain and mind and emotions and behaviors all tie together. Okay. So, um, I love that idea of, will it help? Um, 
I <laughs> so I, I understand that intellectually. Um, you know, um, I have a situation that has been on my mind and been bothering me a lot, and I'm well aware that thinking about it doesn't help at all, and I can't change anything about it. And at the same time, I'm still ruminating on it. So, what would Stop you say it. to me? Stop it! Did you ever watch the Bob Newhart skit? No. Why? Go to YouTube, type in Bob Newhart, stop it, and laugh and pee in your pants as you go, wow, that's what I have to do. Stop it. Okay. And as soon as you – anyway, um, I don't want to get into what the whole skit's all about, but sure. everybody who watches it will laugh. But listen, you're ruminating on it. It's not helping you. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Just stop it. I mean that it's really that simple. And if you say I can't, then I'll tell you learn how. Okay. And if you say, well, I don't want to learn how, say, then suffer with ruminating with it. Yeah. But you can learn how if you choose to learn how. Use distraction therapy. Use meditation. Use mental contrasting. Use one of 10 different tools that you can learn how. Okay. But if you don't want to, that's a different choice. Nope. See, you're not a victim of your thoughts. You might be a victim of ignorance, but not your thoughts. Okay. They're your thoughts. And that's different from thinking. So you mentioned distraction therapy. I want to go into, I want to do a deep dive quickly into one of those things, and then we'll start getting really into this whole idea of the money story. Okay. So you mentioned 10 different tools. You mentioned distraction therapy. What did you mean by that? So you can uh, go for a walk, uh, go swim, go for a run, go do weights, uh, go do something that will distract you from whatever it is that you're ruminating on. As soon as you start to ruminate on it, interrupt that pattern. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you do, uh, as soon as you start to ruminate on it, stand up, do 10 jumping jacks and three push-ups. Okay. Next thing that happens, stand up, um, go cut a tomato. Next time it happens, uh, go play some music. Next time it happens, any time that pattern wants to keep rearing its interesting pattern in your head, interrupt the pattern. And if you interrupt it enough, you'll dissipate the pattern. Okay. I'm having fun with you today. I hope you know that. Oh, sweetie. yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm right. Yeah, no, this is. This and, I, and I love real world examples also. Yeah. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Okay, cool. Um, that's, that's incredibly helpful. So that and meditation, you would say, are two things. Well, distraction therapy is one of them. Yeah. Uh, another one is mental contrasting. So what's mental contrasting? So I want you to imagine right now mm-hmm. that um, uh, whatever it is that you've been ruminating on that you can't change. Okay. Um, it pops up in your head right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I want you to take in a few deep breaths. And what I want you to do is I want you to see yourself letting go. Put it, whatever it is that you're ruminating on, you can't change. Put it into a hot air balloon basket. And take a few deep breaths so you're just nice and calm. Do this in a calm state. Calm, 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 calm. And I want you to put whatever it is that you cannot change into a basket. And just say to yourself, I release you right now since I can't change you. I release you right now since I can't change you. And watch it float away from you. Watch a float, 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 float away from you and just feel how calm and relaxed you are as you let it go. Okay. Do that for two or three minutes. Okay. Every day for the next week. Okay. Do some distraction therapy. Okay. And then move to acceptance therapy next. What's acceptance therapy? If you can't change it, just learn how to get good at accepting things you cannot change or influence. Okay. 
It's a choice. It's a decision. Hmm. And then it's a practice. Yeah. To learn more and sign up for the Brainathon that John mentions during the interview, visit brainathon123.com slash unmistakable. Again, that's brainathon123.com slash unmistakable. Cool. Well, that is, uh, that is super helpful. Um, let's do this. Let's spend the rest of our time talking about this idea of uh, a money story. Um, one, you know, where does this come from most often? How does it impact people's lives? Um, how do people become aware of what theirs is? Because, I, you know, I often didn't even, you know, many people don't even know they have one. And then, you know, ultimately, how do you change it? Which I realize like seven questions in one or five questions. Uh, so, you know, a money story I first learned it from a dear friend of mine who's a, a phenomenal psychiatrist, Dr. David Kruger, who's on our faculty at Neurogym. And he um, worked a lot with people and their money stories. And I said, well, what do you mean their money story? And it's probably the, the longest relationship that any of us has ever had. And your money story is everything that is – involved in your life that requires some kind of a financial, you know, decision or impact. So how much you earn and how much you think you are worth and how much you pay for airfares and how much you tip and how much you'll spend for hotel rooms and how much you'll give to charity and how much you think you're worth per hour and everything around money constitutes your money story. It's what you tell yourself. It's what you feel, what you believe is true for you or for other people constitutes a story that you've been telling yourself or has been told to you from the time you were born. And so once we have the story, the story plays out in our real life, right? So why does you know, I'll give you an example here. You and I, let's say we're, um, you know, we're just going to grab a burger somewhere. And a little kid comes up to us and says, hey, uh, uh, mister, uh, I'm selling some raffle tickets for our school to raise money for our band uh, to go to Japan to play in a, in a contest down there. Would you consider buying some raffle tickets uh, to help the school and to help the band? Uh, they're only a dollar each or five for three dollars. So how much do you give this kid or do you not give this kid anything? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So why would one person give him a dollar? Another person gives him 10. Another person gives him a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Well, because it constitutes part of their money story, constitutes part of their own experience. If you go to a restaurant and your bill is ten dollars, um, do you leave two dollars or one dollar or five dollars? Mm. Um, if you're in a cab, do you tip or you don't? Uh, so you know, the point I want to make is there's this, there's this entire story around money. Like I used to, when I got into uh, doing what I do, uh, I used to um, do some public speaking. And initially when I started doing some of it, I started to um, do it for free. And then I started charging $5,000 for a keynote. Then I moved it up to 7,500. Then I moved it up to um, 10,000 and 15,000. And then I moved it up to 25,000 then to 35,000. I got all the way up to $75,000 for a keynote for one hour of my time. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped talking or speaking around the world. 
Um, but then I, people would ask me if I could coach them. And I started off with like, sure, you know, give me 500 bucks, I'll coach you for an hour. And I got that up to $5,000 for an hour. And then I stopped doing that. And so what's the difference between, you know, how much I charged, you know, year one versus what I charged year three? which was many, many, many times more. Mm -hmm. The only thing that was different wasn't my knowledge or my skill. It was I changed my money story of what I was worth to the right people. Okay. And so once I changed that part of my money story uh, and I put a value on what I believed I was worth, a whole lot of things changed, but it was a deliberate change. A lot of people, you know, that I that I see out there, let's say in the service business, mm -hmm. uh, maybe let's say you know the coaching business, you know, they might charge twenty five dollars an hour or fifty or a hundred, and there's people um, like my friend Tony Robbins who'll charge fifty thousand dollars for an hour, or if he's speaking, he'll charge a quarter of a million, uh, or you'll have speakers they'll charge a million dollars for one hour mm -hmm. for one keynote. Is it because they're ten times? or 20 times or 50 times better speakers than other people? No, uh, it's not. Um, but either they've reached that level of certainty um, that their money story commands it and they won't do it for any less. Mm. And there's people who will pay it. So how are, first, you know, I, I want to talk about this from, from two different perspectives. One is I want to talk about minor actions that you can start taking immediately to start changing your money story. You know, you brought up the tipping thing. And I remember very distinctly, Seth Godin talked about this in one of his products. He said, you know, you can't be a person who has, who tips $20 on a $6 cup of coffee and still have a scarcity story about money. And he said, that's one of the fastest ways to start unwinding the story. So I want to talk about um, one, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And what are the things that we can be doing day to day actions wise to start changing the story? And then, you know, I want to dive into the mindset piece. Sure. So, so if you think about, you know, scarcity versus abundance, uh, if you truly believe in abundance, then you're not worried about whether you're going to spend an extra 10 or 20 or 50 or 100 or 1,000 or 10,000 or $100,000 if that's the level you're playing at. Um, and so I totally believe in what Seth is saying. Uh, there's also, you know, when it comes to tipping, there's also uh, a belief that I have around, you know, you tip for services, you know, and uh, tipping came from to ensure promptness. That's what the uh, acronym for tip is. And it came from tipping people in advance of getting service. So that's a little a little trivia for everybody. Hmm. But um, when you when you're when you're talking about money and how do you change your money story? Uh, I learned a, a long time ago that there's always somebody that's willing to pay you for your knowledge, your product, your skill, or your resource based on the need that they have for it. So I'll share a story with you that may make sense. Um, when I wrote my first uh, book in 2003, it became a New York Times bestselling book. It's called Having It All. Um, the book was sold for you know, $10, $12, whatever, whatever it was. I created a course of the book called Having It All. Um, and I sold for $197. I created an event to teach what was in the course. I charged $3,000 for that. Um, I created some coaching and some consulting around that that I charged many thousands of dollars for that. And then I got a call one day from this man. Uh, his name is Hashem. And uh, he was in the oil business when he was in his 30s, became a billionaire. He was from Iran. And he said he read the book and got the course. And he really wanted, you know, for me to teach him um, the contents of the book one-on-one. -on -one. And he said he'll pay me $50,000 a month if I would just get on the phone with him 
and answer his questions. And then he flew me on his private jet to his yacht in Moustique, and he paid me $50,000 a day to be around him, to help him implement what was in my book. And that really shifted my awareness of what I have and what it's worth. And the, you know, I've spent over a million dollars in my own personal development, and he was willing to spend money with me to teach him what I had learned. And he just wanted to have it in a very condensed, concentrated form. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing that you have to do in order to change your money story is change your self-worth. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you change your self-worth? Uh, well, you start maybe with seeing yourself achieving a level of success that you haven't yet achieved. You, you can start with visualization, affirmations. You can start with um, writing out a new money story and recording the new money story and the life that allows you to live like I just did with my 20-year-old son a few nights ago and that he's listening to it every single day and he's creating the pattern in his brain of, of, of being, having um, uh, the, the life and the money that he wants to earn so he can live that life life by providing incredible services to people who need his skills, which he's really got very, very few right now. But he's building the story and the mindset and the emotions in his mind first. Then the other part of this, and this actually he and I are working on this next week, is okay, great. What do you need to learn? Who do you need to become? What skills do you need to upgrade? What strategies do you need to learn? What tools or resources do you need to engage in so that you can actually make that a reality? Mm -hmm. So there's the inner game stuff, but then there's the, what are you gonna do to make this a reality stuff? If you don't do that, then it's just a pipe dream. Yeah. So let me share one more story that, that will put perspective on, on what we're talking about. Um, if you take a bar of iron and you bring it to your home or office, you could use it as a really good paperweight and a bar of iron is about five bucks. If you take that same bar of iron and you create the little screwdrivers that screw in the little, little screws on glasses, it's worth about $500 to, to, to break the iron into that tool. If you take that same bar of iron and you create the little springs that go into fine watches, that same bar of iron is worth about $5,000. So you take you and use your knowledge, your skills, your tools, your resources differently and you can start to command more. Uh, but even if you don't use yourself differently, there are people who are willing to pay for what you have uh, and pay you a lot more because it's worth a lot more to them. Mm-hmm. Why do you think so many people get trapped um, just completely in the inner work area, but nothing actually changes? Like they don't take action. Like what is the, what is the cause of that so often? Habits, self-esteem, self-worth, beliefs, all the stuff that I work on now um, with my company is working with the top neuroscientists in the world to understand uh, self-worth, self-esteem, fear, the emotion of fear, uh, limiting beliefs, 
the structures in the brain uh, that are there for most people. What are they? How do you access them? How do you let go of them? How do you create new ones? How do you create an you know, empowering self-image? How do you create more confidence? How do you create more certainty? How do you create more personal power to overcome you know, the traumas and the, and the, um, the barrage of life uh, life's stuff that is thrown your way to challenge you to uh, sharpen your iron. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's why I got into the game that I'm in right now with my company Neurogym and, and working with you know the the inner game stuff. I want to give people the tools and the resources to be empowered themselves, not rely on somebody else, but to be empowered yourself. To learn the stuff, the way to perceive things, the way to frame things in a way that will empower you versus disempower you, the way to let go of the stuff that's holding you back. I mean, that's the stuff that moves the needle. Everything else is moving, you know, furniture on the Titanic. Uh-huh. It's not about more information and more knowledge. You can freaking Google anything you want and you'll come up with an A to Z list in a nanosecond of how to. Uh-huh. The last thing we need more of is how to. What we need more of is how do I get myself to do it? How do I get rid of the the things that are holding me back? Yeah, that's the important stuff. Wow. Okay. So, um, and you guys have uh, very specifically an event coming up, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, uh, related to all of this. So, I want you to tell people a little bit about that, and we'll of course include a link um, that you'll hear about in the pre roll as well as in the show notes. Sure. So, so when I started to um, hire many of the neuroscientists and neuropsychologists from Harvard, from Oxford, from Stanford, from Pepperdine, from universities and research centers around the world, you know, what they were sharing with me was just life-changing research on the brain and how to, how to become more aware of the doubts and fears and anxieties and stress and lack of confidence and limiting beliefs and the research in the laboratories of what they were and, and how they activated certain circuits in the brain and how to deactivate those circuits in the brain. And so I started to do something um, called the Brainathon, and I just said, "Hey, I'm going to bring some of these top people, you know, from academia and research into our studio, and I'm going to interview them. I'm going to bring out the best information from them to help people." And so I started to do this a few years ago, and the first year I did, I think I had about 23,000 people show up to the live streaming event that we did on the internet. And then the next year, I think we had like 50,000. And then last year, uh, we had a bunch. This year, we're doing the Brainathon on Saturday. Uh, and it's this that Saturday. People could sign up for it. It's free. Mm-hmm. And I've got um, uh, several of the world's leading brain experts. And for uh, about seven or eight hours, we're going to just start to ask them all these questions about how do you use creativity to overcome um, uh, the fears that you have or how do you overcome your financial stress? How do you take stress and turn it to your fuel for success? How do you tap into the subconscious mind and reprogram it with empowering beliefs and habits? How do you manage your emotions better? Um, How do Olympians who are in a highly stressful situation during the Olympics, how do they manage the stress so they can perform at the highest level? So I've got Myself and seven other world-renowned brain experts, um, this Saturday, the people could sign up for free and come and learn with us. We also have um, people that have been on the past Brainathons the last few years that took the, the information and the strategies and the tactics and the techniques that we taught and have transformed their lives. 
Um, and so we'll be talking to them about how they did it and you know what helped them and what specifically are they doing and how they doubled or tripled their income. How did they go from not having a job and being depressed and sleeping 10, 12 hours a day uh, to making millions? Um, I mean, there's so many amazing success stories that, you know, I believe that when you get your mindset right, uh, everything else goes right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to ask you what have, what have been some of the, the uh, results that you've seen in people's lives. What else have you seen change? I mean, obviously, you know, changing income is one thing, but as a byproduct of the, the changes oh. in self-worth, what else have you seen as, as a result, uh, you know, that has been changed because of being able to change these things? I've seen people who've been depressed um, for years get out of their depression. I've seen people who have been overweight, lose the weight and keep it off. I've, been, I've seen people who have had horrific relationships uh, shift their mindset and the relationships are back to what it was like when they first got married. I've seen people whose businesses were on the verge of bankruptcy, on the verge turn around and make a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, you know, in their next year or millions in some cases. Uh, this year, I know we have a gal, Stephanie, who uh, used to have a great job and then she uh, decided to leave her six figure a year job to become a mom, uh, stayed a uh, mom for uh, I think about eight or 10 years and wanted to get back into the workforce and found that the world had passed her by. Uh, she was the one actually I was talking about before she was depressed, sleeping after she took her kids to the bus uh, in the morning. She would sleep the rest of the day away until two o'clock when she had to pick them up. Um, she got back into the workforce, uh, had a very hard time as a part-time teacher making, I think like 15 grand a year. Uh, she joined us for the Brainathon, learned some stuff, uh, is now making, you know, over a million dollars a year in her own business. Wow. So from depression and from, you know, from, um, not having much, she said, you know, she said to me in one of our, in one of our meetings, um, by, by Skype, she said, once she started to make money and she could afford to put sheets on her kids' beds, her kids would take the sheets off because that wasn't what they got used to. <laughs> That's how little money she had. Wow. And, um, and so her life turned around, um, 81 year old Kat Rama Brooks, um, watched the brainathon, her, um, her wedding planning business, 81 years old wedding planning business, um, was going bankrupt. And she was really devastated. Her husband was sick with cancer. Um, she watched the Brainathon, learned some tools and techniques, made $243,000 last year, 81 years old. Um, John White, depressed. Uh, his uh, girlfriend was uh, almost committed suicide. Uh, he was in debt by 90 grand, trying to get a custody of his kids, depressed, uh, not making ends meet, not meeting his quota in a sales job, watched the Brainathon, learned the techniques. He now works for Facebook, makes over 100 grand a year, has got custody of his kids. He's not depressed. He's living life on his own terms. I can go on and on and on and on. Mm, awesome. Well, um, we'll link up all of this stuff. So, John, I want to finish with uh, my last question, which is how we finish every interview at the Unmistakable Creative. What do you think it is that makes somebody or something unmistakable? I think when somebody shows up authentically, just their real true self and is just willing to be vulnerable and they don't care what anybody else thinks and people around them feel that authenticity and it gives them the permission to just be themselves that's unmistakable hmm. 
Awesome. Uh, well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us and share your story and uh, your insights with our listeners. This has been phenomenal. Awesome, my friend. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And for everybody listening, we will wrap the show with that. To learn more and sign up for the Brainathon that John mentions during the interview, visit brainathon123.com slash unmistakable. Again, that's brainathon123.com slash unmistakable. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Unmistakable Creative Podcast. While you were listening, were there any moments you found fascinating, inspiring, instructive, maybe even heartwarming? Can you think of anyone, a friend or a family member who would appreciate this moment? If so, take a second and share today's episode with that one person, because good ideas and messages are meant to be shared. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.